welcome back welcome back to the biggest and the best season yet season three we're kicking things off in sunny california in the same room and we have so much in store for y'all today with this first episode of the season for our primetime topic we are talking about internalized homophobia and where that shows up in our communities for our game we played a fan favorite slapper trash and then finally we ended things off when i last call with card games that you should know how to play we're back season three bigger and better than ever this is the experience oh man welcome 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 back y'all you get to see us together in person this time i never thought that this would ever be like this oh yeah no i, I, didn't, I didn't think i'd ever make my way out to la i mean now he sees how beautiful and wonderful he talks so much shit from that it's still a shit show everything about la is still a shit show i mean everything in life is on your perspective it depends on perspective right okay you know (laughs) i wonder how it feels to be a hater i just i don't know that lifestyle no no, you should know because you're actually uh you actually have a phd in hating no, that's you've mixed me up. You mixed me up with my multiverse version of myself. Oh, see, that's look, not see, this now, one. Nigga, now niggas want to start talking about Doctor Strange type shit. Okay. We'll okay. We'll we'll anyway, welcome back to the experience, guys. I know it's been a while, but we are finally back. We're both in the same room. Uh, yeah, we're back at season three. I'm Jay Gooden, the sports gay. You already know who I am, and you know I'm D Allen, the Don of all trades. You know, I know you guys miss me saying that, so it's been a while. There's no delay now, like when I'm like, and and, and like, it is like a slow, it's always slow, and it is like, and the Don of all time. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's it's definitely a lot better just being in person yeah. and actually being able to talk and have conversation because we're used to like talking, like you know, like being now. I mean, even though you're in LA and I'm in Detroit, we on the phone a lot, but you know, we kind of used to just talking, just, yeah. just being being emotive, being all of that stuff like in person. But now, like when we had to switch to the podcast. It was definitely a transition, yeah. like going into that. But yeah, now we're here. We figured it out. It took us three seasons, but we yeah. figured it out. And just to give you guys like a little, you know, what's going on. So he still lives in Detroit. He's still, you know, back on the, in the Midwest. But no, I'm just kidding. I love Detroit. Let me not talk shit. I love Detroit, not so much Michigan. But this season, this is going to be the biggest season ever. We have 20 episodes planned for y'all this season uh 10 of which will be us in person and then the other 10 will be how it's usually been we'll be doing in case you missed it style episodes so next week that's what you guys will get this week we're going to be in person and we'll have a topic to talk about games and the last call so you know we're kind of like deconstructing it a little bit just to be you know more cognizant of time and get to talk about more things efficiently so yeah yeah i'm excited man this is this is new. This is definitely new. Um, and, you know, you see a lot of podcasts and most of them are in person. So I definitely thank you guys for sticking with us for the last two seasons and, and it being like kind of a Zoom call uh, of us talking. But, hey, it, it definitely had its entertaining moments. And, you know, people, you know, traveled along with us this far. And now we're here. And, yeah, I'm still not moving to L.A. Probably never, ever think about moving to L.A. Uh, but 
we're going to try to see how long we can stretch this in-person thing, you know? Right. You know, enough right. visits, mm-hmm. and hopefully I get enough money in my pocket, I'll be able to come here. He's saying that shit like he didn't have a lit-ass time last I night. Did. I did get fucked up last night. but We I'm were still there. drunk this morning. Yeah. That's how you know. But that's what I do, though. Like, I, I love to get fucked, like, super-duper fucked up in a new city whenever I come the first day. And you I always get to. too that's... fucked up, too. I get too fucked up. Too. This yeah. time it was a little bit different. No, but you were good this time, I feel like. Yeah, no, but sometimes yeah. I get too either too fucked up the night of or I'll feel it the next morning. You didn't throw up. Exactly. You didn't throw up. High five. Yeah. Neither yeah, you, but you wasn't really drunk. I, well, you drank, but you was like. It's the, so you guys know I'm on Accutane. I'm on my acne medication. So I haven't been drinking a lot, mostly because I can't. But because I haven't been drinking a lot, my tolerance is just, it's not where it used to be. So it don't take much to get me where I need to be. Yeah, I was literally still drunk this morning. It was, and I knew I was because I couldn't speak. Like I was slurring my speech. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, Come on, yeah. get it together. Yeah. Once you know you like, you slurring your speech, you start talking maybe a little slower. Yeah. You start knowing like, okay, I'm a little fucked up. Like, and then other people start picking up on it too. It'd be funny when your friends be like, are you drunk? Yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, no, you try to look key uh, to deflect and pass it on to them. Like, no, I'm not drunk. You drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. And they do the same thing to me when I'm high, too. A lot of y'all niggas love to be pointing out when I'm high. And I'm like, I get high all the time. Oh, I got crossed last night, too. I was also high as yeah. fuck. That was that was fun. I had to bring weed to L.A. And it's funny because L.A. is, like, big on weed. And you said what? Would you, you, tell the audience what you said about L.A. weed. I just, and I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to stick beside what I said. L.A. weed is not seeing Detroit weed. Like, I got high quick as fuck off of that. Like, here the weed maybe takes maybe two blunts two blunts i'll be good but like yeah yeah it's it's yeah. yeah and i'm saying this like i'm a smoker yeah I'm you're not, not a even smoker. a real smoker for real he's more of a drinker. i'm a social smoker yeah. yeah and now he's a social drinker you don't even yeah. do any of that shit now it's, it took a minute unfortunately no when i'm off the medication jay's back we're he's coming back we gotta have a whole uh bar crawl whatever the fuck you call it but let's go ahead and get into this shit all right so for our prime time topic today we are talking about internalized homophobia in the black community and this topic um really hits hard for me just because i am a black man and you know who is also gay and who's experienced a lot of this homophobia but also like when i was pitching this topic i was more so thinking of um you know, like the dating scene and a lot of women, they'll be like, I won't date a bi person. And it's like, why won't you date this bi person? It's like, oh, well, because they could be with other men and they could be doing whatever. And I need to get tested if they're doing stuff with other men. And there's a lot of this like homophobia, like, you know, like why, like you should be getting tested, period, if you know, you're having sex with anybody. Um, and so the fact that that now is a thought in your mind once you know that the person is bi and then also like I just never really understood like oh like he could be having sex with a man or whatever like it's he could be having sex with a woman also so it's like if you're just because now that you know that he is into men like it kind of for me it feels a little homophobic yeah that's always been kind of strange to me i've always picked up on that and i even talked to you about this before where like you start seeing and it's funny like black a lot of black women kind of like have like a disdain kind of for bisexual men and i think it's and i think it's because of like all the things that you've outlined like they 
they assume like since now you have a, a whole other gender to like you you're having sex with they assume that like oh now they're gonna they're gonna get mixed in like uh in terms of like diseases and whatnot they're gonna get mixed in and that if they start fucking with you which and I, all all honesty is kind of foolish because a lot of niggas in general like if we're just fucking a bunch of women and we're not bi we're straight we're fucking a bunch of women i could get those same type of ailments diseases yeah, and right. i can pass them on to whoever uh regardless if it's you know like regardless a, of their sexuality yeah. men or women so that i don't know that's like a really big thing and it's just it's so it's so it's dated it's tired another thing too is the but i guess like the gay agenda like i hear that all the time and i, I hear that a lot in the black community rarely have i heard it, other people of other groups you know use that terminology and they probably do but i hear it a lot in the black community that's my experience being in the black community and it's just so dumb like they fixate over this like oh my kids can't see this on tv the kids the kids the kids let me tell you something growing up i saw a bunch of straight shit a bunch of straight shit i'm not straight it, yeah, that that don't that that argument is so tired, bro. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna get your sexuality isn't gonna get influenced as a kid by the shit you watch. It's yeah. internal. It's literally something that you're born with. Either you like you're either gay or straight or anybody else in any other you know sexuality in the uh, spectrum. But still, like, mm -hmm. it's something that's like you know you don't get it from watching certain shows and you're like, oh, I see too many you know gay people on tv so now like my son might turn gay because he's seen it but like like you said like turn gay. turn gay but i mean but it's still like one of those it's just like yeah and, and then this monkeypox thing too is also like shedding light because you know people have said that's mo mostly like a a gay disease like that's like yeah. monkeypox and whatnot so now you're starting to see you know with certain things pop up and they did the same thing with aids and whatnot it's just like oh it's it's the gay disease it's the one that like you won't get if you're not having sex uh, with the same gender type thing. And it's like, no, monkeypox has already been proven that it's not like, it's not just that. Like people try to put it in a box where it's like, okay, it's literally like, it's a disease. It's like, it's a, damn, I hope it's not a pandemic level disease, but it's a disease that's prevalent, it's prominent, and it's not something that's strictly from, you know, same sex like relations like it's it's not that and you see like that that internalized homophobia that you was talking about with stuff like this and then when like you have these events like these big i guess catastrophic events you start seeing how people really behave how people really think about certain things and you you kind of put i don't know it's kind of weird to me i never really fucked with that but yeah you know and it's like uh i'm gonna quote billy porter hopefully i don't like fuck it up but he was on the view the other day and i feel like a lot of this is happening because the shift has already happened the change has already happened gay people are here we have our rights we're doing this thing we're waiting for y'all to catch up and people is not trying to catch up they're trying to you know push it back but it's it's really dumb like it I don't know. I feel like in 2022, it more so speaks on you of a person if you're going to still choose to be homophobic. And I don't know. For me, it's always just been interesting because I feel like the black community, very homophobic. But the white or not the white community, the LGBT community can be pretty racist sometimes. So it's like. So like now you part of like two communities that sometimes like trade blows with each other. How does that like. How's that like, an, is that like an internal struggle? Like, 
constantly because you have like two different like obviously like you're not more gay than you are black you're not more black than you are gay it's like it's yeah. one of those things it's just like that's you that's who you are so like now you got two communities that, that you love and you yeah. you respect and they always kind of clash in a sense in a way and it's kind of i could i could see how that can become like frustrating i mean at first when i was younger when i was a baby gay <laughs> a baby gay yeah but i feel like now at this point in my life like i've learned and seen different like communities of for black queerness that i like associate myself with so it's like i will always associate myself with the black community but like when it comes to the lgbt community i kind of like associate myself with the black queer folks in that space i don't really like you know you know what I'm what saying. What was that term you said yesterday? You said, I would never fuck with a, what was it? And Cavell was like, I thought you were talking about the, oh, twi Twinkie. Oh, Twinkie, yeah, Twinkie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that nigga Cavell was like, nigga, I thought you was talking about the fucking pastry. I'm yeah, like, he's like, Twink? I've never heard of that. Yeah, like, no. that's, that's crazy. If you guys don't know what a Twink is, look it up if you're 18 or older. Yeah. yeah. If you're 18, if you're younger than 18, then. You probably shouldn't be listening to us anyway but yeah that's true yeah, that's yeah, also true and look at it but that's it but that is kind of yeah okay so you really only hang around the black people kind of in that same community yeah i would say so and then it's like there are like people that are non-black that get it so but it's mostly gonna be like people of color yeah okay yeah, yeah. and i yeah and that's why it's always been interesting to me to just be like all right like like why like i just i always like yeah i get like the black community and you know i'm also part of the black community so like i definitely like came up a certain way and, you know like the internalized homophobia i think is because just how prevalent like heteronormativity is like, yeah i was gonna say i think heteronormativity definitely pressurizes the home the internalized homophobia it's like a pressure cooker and then it's yeah. And then it's kind of like you know you spend like like jay said he spent his whole life looking at straight shit because he had no choice it's like one of those things is like you you go on tv you see straight couples you see straight couples kissing you see you you probably even see straight couples fucking like you see yeah. certain things on primetime television yeah. cater to straight people and you don't really have that and now we're starting to see a shift kind of we're starting to see more and more like you know lgbtq characters and, and tv and movies and like representation on that level like we were just talking about p valley right. and like how there's a lot of gay scenes in p valley and it's how it's making a lot of people uncomfortable but like in actuality, if you look at like a couple years ago in Power, like it was it was a bunch of straight sex scenes, but they were just as graphic, just as crazy, yeah. just as wild. But it's like one oh, of those. Okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, it's a lot of yeah. it's a lot of freaky shit on TV. Yeah, it's a lot of freaky shit on but TV. But it's only called out when it's gay. When it's gay, but when it's straight, it's like oh, just it's okay. You know, this is you're gonna grow up and learn that what this is about like it's like a learning lesson it's like cover your eyes and when you turn 18 you'll fuck girls like you saw on tv i or definitely like, won't yeah but they, it didn't matter for you see it's one of those things you'd be like no you know you didn't it didn't like compel you to go fuck women because you saw yeah. a bunch of women naked on, t on on screen and whatnot and it's just like the heteronormativity that we kind of all subscribe to um and then we're kind of all like a prisoner of for lack of a better term like is this is one of those things is just like we see it as the normal yeah. so like when you see something as the normal because it's so prevalent when anything else is introduced like it starts to you start to like like diss it you start to be yeah. like no this isn't normal this is weird like this isn't this is what i'm used to when in re reality like 
this is all part of life like and i feel like it happens sometimes too and like uh, like in gay relationships i'll see like a lot of people they'll be like who's the guy who's the girl you guys are both niggas you're both bitches like you're gay so it's like yeah. there's like you know like but you know that trying to subscribe to that heteronormativity that's an i feel like another trait of internalized homophobia because you yeah. can't accept that you guys are two guys you know two women, two women like you know it might be some somebody might be more submissive than the other person or more dominant but at the end of the day you're both still guys so it's like to be like oh who's the girl who's the, like that we're both the girl or both the guy you know yeah, it's just like yeah don't don't try to like you know demean it don't try to like limit the scope of y'all relationship because of how like you just used to seeing like i said like we all see it through the same lens through the same heteronormative lens like yeah. so like you it just naturally you want to be like who's the guy who's the girl who's going to be the who's going to be the one that gets you know gets taken on dates who's going to be one of paying for dates and that's a whole another topic in itself Oh, I'm not paying for shit. See, you got niggas like him that just try to be like, no, I'm not paying for shit. Like, no, you could pay for something every now and then. You could. I can pay my bills, but they, you got that, homie. You got that, brother. Well, some sometimes girls pay. Very few and far between, but you know, most. Of I never people. even look at the check. See, I see. Like, at least like be 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 courteous. Like, try to pretend like you're about to grab the check. Like. At Why am I pretending? Like, like, I feel like that's more rude to pretend. Like that's me being a fake no, bitch. Because exactly. like, because when people try to pretend, I let them go through with it. I'd be like, I'd be like, if they try to like pretend to grab the check. I'll just be like, that's why I chill. Because the niggas like him. I'm because then when I open it, now I'm stuck. See, nah. See, that's and then when they realize, like, no, no, I was just uh just taking the dust off. I'm like, and then handed it to you. I'm like, yeah, okay. He was never thinking about paying it. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's just the, the heteronormative lenses that we all see, we see all of our lives through. It's just, it's just going to keep perpetuating the, the homophobia that's yeah. here. And I don't know really the solution. I don't know. Unless you had like an idea of what it could, what we should do or what we could do. There's no right answer. I do want to preface it with that. Also, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a fucking professional. So take what I say with a grain of salt. I'm no fucking body. Like, you know, but I think being gay kind of like opened my mind because of like the type of relationships that I've been in. Like, I don't even really look at things in gender role status. Like, it's so funny, like when straight people are like, oh, the guy needs to do this and the girl needs to do this. And I'm like, this is so limiting. Like, just like seeing the conversation because it's like, it doesn't even matter. Like you guys are both human beings. So I feel like I've gotten that perspective from being in relationships that weren't straight relationships. I can kind of like see outside the box and be like, okay, I see you as a human being and we both hold our own, but like, you know, it's not, I don't think it's always 50, 50, but it, uh, it always needs to equal to a hundred and people pull their weight um, and different things. But I feel like, I don't know. I guess the solution is to be gay. So, <laughs> what's, what's that? Yeah, what's the quote you always say? Everybody gay. Everybody gay in their own way. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we definitely need to start like being more kind, more open to, to different things, open to, you know, because like, like, like Jay said, he's part of two, you know, marginalized communities, like extremely marginalized communities. And then I have two communities that are already at the bottom of the totem pole that beef with each other. 
it's kind of counterproductive to like the, the the advancement of just us yeah. as humans, just like as people. So, you know, when you have like black people going at it because they that vehemently hate gay people, you got gay people that vehemently hate black people. It's just like it's not really progressing anything. It's just kind of showing us like how far like how far back we actually are and like how yeah. much we still gotta go. So, you know, it's, it's gonna take a minute, but I think I, I think, think we're starting to see. Like I said, we're starting to see the bubble. Like stuff, stuff to bubble up and starting to change uh, in different ways. Like I said, I mean, look, ten ten years ago, entertainment industry, the world, completely different place. Different, like twenty twelve. Yeah. Do y'all remember twenty twelve? Like twenty twelve, yeah. the world was gonna end. Like, dude, let's 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 recount how like funny it was. Like being four, we was fourteen in twenty twelve, and, and then you hear everybody saying the Mayan calendar says this is the last year of life. I feel like the world did end, and we're on hell right. We could be. It's gotten significantly worse in some ways. We could be. That's actually a good theory because I think that, you know, you actually might have a case on that because it's like, yeah, because I think. prove me wrong. I think my life has gotten considerably worse past 2012 every year. Like, once it hit the teens in the 20s, like 2013, 14, 15, that's when it started. And now we're in the 2020s and we saw how shitty 2020 was and look where we are now. So, 2020 was, wow. Fucking nasty. Still yeah, year. that was just. Twenty twenty one was. I don't even still feel like I'm recovered from it. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm still. I still have nightmares of twenty twenty and twenty twenty, and I feel like I have two different lives. Like I feel like from twenty twenty yeah. on is a totally different, different life. Person, yeah, I'm a different, different person life, than I was yeah. in twenty like fucking even in college like twenty sixteen and twenty twenty. I was yeah. totally different now than I than I was back then. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you got anything else to say? No, that's it. Internalize homophobia. Don't do it. There you go. Yeah, don't do that shit. Yeah. Come to your house. And beat your ass. Yeah. I will, or Jay will. If I'm off that day, I will. If he's off that day, he might even fucking jump you. So, you know, make it happen. But (laughs) anyway, moving on, season three, we might as well start. It's only right that we always start our new seasons with the classic game, Slap or Trash. I know it's a fan favorite. Everybody loves that shit, so we might as well get to it. So, Jay, you're oh, in person. The first one I'll do the first one on okay. you. This is our first in-person Slap or Trash. It's oh funny. My God. <laughs> okay. okay, Slap or Trash. Hotel sex. Slap experience or a trash experience? Hotel sex. I feel like... It's a slap experience because it's your room. You can dirty up those fucking sheets. Don't have to worry about washing them later because it's not, you know, the housekeeping is going to come take care of that. And then I just feel like, I don't know. There's just some, there's like an elegance to it that just, it just makes the experience even more. I don't know. I, I just love that. I'm going to say slap. Slap. I'm slap yeah. mm, see, I got a mixed relationship. See, this, the thing is with hotel sex, I think. It's glamorized. It's like shower sex in a weird way. But like, even though shower sex is way like is horrible, shower sex is horrible. That's all another thing. Water is not a lubricant, people. It's not a lubricant. It, yeah. It'll dry you out quick. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm saying like hotels. I feel like it's like we 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 look at hotel sex as like, oh yeah, I can't wait to go to the room and go fuck it up, blah blah blah. But sometimes that should be trash, like. Like bro, like it's like sometimes that should be trash. Like if you if you in a, well most of the time I'm gonna say it's slap. I'm not gonna say it's trash. Okay. I'm gonna also agree with you to say it's slap because most of the time when I have hotel sex, like 
chef's kiss. Yeah. But it can also get like it can like I say, you fuck up your room. Like just imagine like all the na- you think you could do you think you are a pinnacle of nastiness. You think all the hoes think they pinky, all the niggas think they fucking I don't know no male porn stars like that. But like they, they be thinking she's like in love. she's straight. All right. So I'm saying like, it was like, you got, you, you think you the cream of the crop with sex. So like, you just think you can do anything. Like you fucking on the seal. You're going to try to try to fuck on the ceiling. You're going to try to fuck against the walls. You're going to try to like use the damn covers and shit and, and wipe up all the nut and the, and the, and the fucking pussy yeah. juice. And, and where are you going to sleep at, bro? Which all the sheets you took but off your bed, thing, all the sheets you took off your bed to do all that extra shit. Now you sleeping with no covers. There's always room service and stuff going on. You go call them and be like, "Yeah, we we, get, we destroyed this room." You didn't even need to tell them all that. It's not their business. <laughs> They're gonna walk in and be like, "These motherfuckers nasty." They're gonna be like, "It smells <laughs> like sex in this bitch." Yeah. But you don't even have to say that. All you have to be like is, "Hey, can you send some sheets up to room 302?" And then there you go. They, they don't even have to come in. You just take the just sheets. Up, yeah. yeah. That's why I said overall it's slap because it's like it's kind of one of those things you just, I think it's one of those like you're in a new, usually when you get a hotel, you're in a new city. Like you're in a different place in your home. So like you just think like, all right, I'm just, I'm just a new person now. Now I'm going to like get active. If whoever, whatever girl I meet, whatever guy I meet, whoever I meet is yeah. going to get the most, most out of me sexually in this room that I only pay for for a limited time. And then you have an audience, kind of, because if somebody there's other guests yeah, you know, in the room, you know, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, it could get trash. Like, be be courteous to the hotel staff that has to go restock and clean up your room, and be mindful that you also have to sleep in that room that night. So don't take away. I've done that before. Take away all your sheets and fuck them up, and then you're like, "Fuck, I have nothing to sleep on now." And just call the front desk, ask or, for some or, more sheets. Whatever you want to do. Just be mindful, okay. be courteous. That's all I'm saying. But it's slap overall, though. But go ahead. You're on you. All right. So this is Darren's first time in Los Angeles, California. To get here, he had to take a flight from Detroit, DTW, and he, had to, he landed in um, LAX. So I want to ask you, LAX, slap or trash? And I know the answer. Oh, man, LAX. LAX is fucking trash. It's one of the worst uh, airports I've ever been to. I I think by far. And we talked about this. I think we said the DTW, the Detroit airport, is low-key probably the best airport in the country. It definitely is. I think it's it's, it's the way it's set up. It's very simple to get to. It's very easy. It's very organized, easy to navigate. Um, It's not not confusing. Like, it's very... To the point, straight to the point. When it, when we, when we talk about DTW, but LAX is just a jumble fuck of just people, just all in your air, just all in your way. Yeah. It's hard to like. It's sometimes like you gotta go a whole nother place. Like you gotta go take a trolley to go to another place. Like you gotta take. It's, it's weird. It's like kind of like the Vegas airport. If you guys ever been to the Ve- LAS, um, the Vegas LAS. <laughs> LAS, the Vegas airport is pretty trash too, but. The, the, I don't know. They they put and it's crazy. Like the LAX is probably like the most famous or most recognized. They make airport. it seem so cute on TV, and I'm like, this shit is. So I'm gonna say trash too. If you guys haven't gathered, yeah, I, yeah, I agree, bro. But I, I have to say, being in and flying through. Luckily, I had you know a good old Delta flight, but um, the airport itself is is is. <laughs> I hate it. Fucking trash. Disgusting. But you said it was trash. Definitely trash. Absolutely trash. I just feel like mixing in everything being where it should not fucking be. Plus, LA drivers. 
Because niggas was not trying to let me out that bitch yesterday. I'm like, move your shit. I'm finna just go. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and that's another thing. We could go on a whole other tangent. But all right, let's do another. Let's do one more. Well, Jay, I know this might be new to the audience. I know it's not new to me, but you are working on another project. Oh, you're yeah. you're, de- you're working on another body of work, music, and it's good. It's sounding great already. So, and that's from my personal experience. Y'all could say it's trash, and it's fine. You, he won't be. If you say it's trash, your mother should have swallowed you, oh, wow. bitch. Yeah, took it there. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but I do want to talk about like the process. Like, I want to say, like, what's like? I know everybody's process is different, and I know everybody. It's a lot of stress to the process. It's a lot of rewards to the process. And it's different for everybody. So, like, I want to say, like, for your experience recording this new album. Was it a was it a slap experience? Was it a trash experience? Like, was it? I know it's coming. Like, obviously, the body of work is gonna be a slapper. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like all the long nights, the writing, yeah. the trying to coordinate with Cavell, trying to record. Like, how was that overall? Like, was it slapper trash? I would say it's all been slap. I feel like moving to LA, as you guys will see, I kind of have like a darker tone this season. If you haven't <laughs> can tell already, um, but like. I've had really low lows and really high highs already. And it's only, it has, it's going to be a year in a couple of weeks. Well, it will have been a year after you guys hear this or see this. Um, And making the EP has been, you know, therapy for me. I don't mind the hour drive to Anaheim or when, you know, the harmonies aren't sounding how I need them to. And I just need to sit on it and listen to it. Like all of that is a part of making good music. And, you know, I, I, it's slap. It's slap. It's there. It's literally therapy for me. So I'm not a musician. I'm a yeah. see. The thing is with me, like I'll probably I'll take this question and, and every time I do record, like even though I'm not making a project or a body of work, but every time I do record, I do want to say it's it's a very very trash experience. Like no, it's it's it's, it's very slap worthy. I think. I don't know. Like people, a lot of my friends, Jay included, love to try to put me in this artist box. And He's because he can fucking rap. He's an artist. So I'm not an artist. So like, I'm not like them. I'll say this. I'm not like them. So like when I record it's very sparingly, it's very like few and far between. Like it's not like I don't record projects. I'll record like features. I'll do like, I'll help out my friends like whenever they need like a verse or whatnot. And it's usually slap. Like, I don't know. Like it's just, I've always been a writer. I've always loved writing like my whole life. So like when like I have the opportunity to kind of like write a verse or like write music, it's definitely like it takes me to a happy place. So like it takes me to like okay, I can really stretch my creativity. I can stretch how weird I can get. I can stretch how funny I can get. I can stretch how uh, just clever I can get when it comes to the rap shit. And I don't know. It's just and I think anybody who raps or sings or makes music feels that way. Um, but since I do it so like seldom, it's it it's a definitely a different euphoria when you when you do that. So yeah, yeah I I say overall slap. Also too, I forgot to mention like the part where like you have the song in your brain and how you want it to sound and then like you actually like birth that bitch mm-hmm. nothing like it compares to it. it's just yeah it's definitely one of those where you're like Woo. but yeah. yeah do i do another one or are we moving on okay all right so we are at our last call see how efficient this shit is yeah, we're at like 30 a minute i know y'all niggas was talking about them bitches is long and they like low-key be like like you'll start with the first 15 minutes and then leave and come back like another day yeah. now we hopefully you could go ahead and digest it in bite one sitting size. little bite-sized little episodes we give you yes little dibs all right 
All right, so for our last call, we're going to be talking about why black people can't play certain card games, okay? Oh, my God. Okay. Boy, boy, boy. Now, when we say this, like, the audience out here, I feel like we have a good amount of people that listen to us and watch us that do not know how to play spades. And I think that's a travesty. That's disrespectful. Who raised you? The black American education system failed you all. You don't even have to be good. Just know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, like, like, come on. Simple and to the point. And it's and y'all get so frustrated. People that don't know, y'all get so frustrated when spades is brought up. Like, it's not a a communal black communal game. Like, yeah, we're gonna bring up spades because we want to play spades. And when you don't know how to play spades, we'll teach you how to play spades. And if you don't want to learn because you fucking too stupid to retain the shit oh my god <laughs> i'm sorry this is very very sensitive to me because i've been te- I te- i've been teaching people space like i feel like my whole life like ever since i learned how to play space when i was a little boy i feel like i've been the one teaching people how to play space um and definitely some people get it like that it's not even that hard it's not a hard game some people like get it like that and they know how to play know how to be like competitive and you know and, and actually and it's and, you know even though it's a game of luck kind of with spades, because you you know you deal out a random set of cards and hopefully your hands good. It's really a lot of skill too, because it's really strategy. Yeah. It's how you do it. Some people pick up on that quick, and other people get so frustrated they don't even want to. They don't even want to be a team player. They just yeah, throw shit out, and you'd be like, yeah, exactly. That's why. That's why. That's why. Uh, me and my uh, even though we didn't come up with this, me and my homies in college, we used to play card games all the time. Not even just spades, but Monopoly. This is this is back in the Fletcher days. All of my niggas that know know me, I used to live in Fletcher Hall back at the University of Michigan. Shout out to Josh, shout out to Leonard, shout out to shout Dwayne. Out to Josh and Leonard and shout Dwayne, out to Dwayne yeah. too, even though he was not, he didn't go to UMich. But anyway, he, he was there with us all the time. We played games all the time. So Spades, we ended up playing iterations of Spades because it was four of us, we played four person Spades, which is normally how it is. But then if like Dwayne was gone, it was just us three, or Josh was gone, and it was just me, I Dwayne, and Leonard, we'll play three person Spades. Everybody and for everybody for themselves. Every man for himself. And you use all the cards too. Like you know, some people switch out the jokers, and I mean, take put the jokers in and switch out like the red twos. But with the three person space, you use all fifty four cards mm-hmm. for that. But in two person space, we also play that, which is a different game in and of itself. Yeah, it's a lot to it, and it's like it's so much fun once you like just let that shit go and then like play it for fun, like have fun, like it's a game, like have fun. And then I know black people, we can get really competitive. Oh yeah, space. no, for sure. Ooh, we space. cook each other and everything. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. Uno, don't play Uno with me because I'm gonna oh smack that draw for and be like, damn. <laughs> Fucking Uno. Oh my god. Every I think every black person knows how to play Uno. Yeah. I feel I feel like Uno is one of those like beginner games that yeah. everybody can kind of and, and Uno. I feel like I haven't heard trash talk in any game else besides Uno, and this is including like video games, board games, card games. Yeah fucking even on the court even basketball like pickup games i've never heard more shit talked than a uno game and you know what that's cool but i'm gonna add another game that you need to know how to play as a black person you have to know how to play dominoes if you don't know how to play dominoes you weren't raised right about stacking the dominoes and knocking them down or matching the number or matching the colors or whatever the fuck we sound like some haters. <laughs> we over here. <laughs> we over here. We're, no, look, we're trying to help you out. We don't have. We're, we don't have to do this. We don't have to 
We're not getting paid for this. We're trying to help y'all niggas out. So yeah. learn how to play these games. I help you like you go to a game night and you don't know how to play. You're gonna be the one looking. You're gonna be the one They're looking gonna foolish. Look at you. They're gonna like, really? I'm trying to tell you. And we can actually have a session where we actually teach you these. We we won't go over it right now. That'd be cool. But we could teach y'all how to play the games. Like maybe like put in the comments what game you wanna. Yeah. You want to learn, you want to want to figure out how to do, but it's so many games. Like, like I'm looking at games. I'm at Jay's crib, and I'm looking at games right now. Like, Monopoly. it's a bunch of drinking, Drinkopoly. That's funny as fuck. Like, Monopoly, but for drinking. Like, you can you can make these games even fun. You can add drinking elements to any game anyway. So, like, that's, that's funny. So, like, yeah, I think that'll help a lot of people, like, get invested in these games that they just, like, never True. learned how to play. Like I said, the, the black American education system failed you all. Like what was y'all grandmas doing? What was y'all granddads? What was y'all uncles? Aunts? Like where was where was y'all at? Like for real. Well, we don't know people's families. They could not have. You know. Yeah, yeah, you could have not had that. But the people who have those families, I have and no you don't sympathy know. for you. Yeah, literally. You don't know how to play. Like good, if you got like a good solid foundation, a good family, you had like. If your parents know how to play, you need to know how to play. To the people that just never been exposed to it for whatever reason, learn. Especially if you're like, also shout out to Destiny Spencer. That's my space partner. It's so funny. She's like, she talks so much shit to me while we're playing, but we be whipping that ass though. When it, when that's it's how us. I be like, that's how I be like, you shit talk your partner. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what? And it's like, bro, trust me, it's okay. You gotta chemistry with your space partner. You gotta, you pick, gotta pick the right space partner. Shout out to Charles. Shout out to Aaron. They probably like my two favorite nice. space partners to play with. And Charles, yeah, that nigga plays space. All the time, yeah. He just always wants to pull out the cards and play space. That's a, it's an exhilarating, very, very exhilarating. But all right, y'all, that brings us to the end, isn't that? That's that's crazy. It's so yeah, fucking no, great. We would have been here for another hour if this was I mean, we are going to technical because we're gonna have to record the next one. But you know, yeah, they don't know. That. They, they don't know. They, yeah, they think this you guys think this happens on different days. I don't know why we have the same clothes on, but you yeah, know. <laughs> same clothes, same clothes. <laughs> but no all right season three the premiere the return this is the best season yet i promise y'all thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us for three seasons three more hopefully more than three more um as always you can follow us at the experience underscore pod on instagram and on twitter if you want to follow me personally you can follow me at j underscore good in 98 and where can they find you you know you can find me on all platforms at net saturn that's at n-e-d-s-a-t-u-r-n all right well that's season three episode one we'll see y'all next week with the in case you missed it episode